Grab that bottle of water, because you're stopping up at the card pool. I'm your host, Stu Galetta. And I'm Kyle Robertson. And today we're looking at part two of the hidden gems that we found in Nemesis. We are indeed, and this is part two of our two-part set review. You can take a look back at part one of our hidden gems, where we discussed our 10 through 6 numbered hidden gems. And of course, next week we'll be discussing more about some of the money cards of Nemesis. Indeed. But Without further ado, let's kick off this review. Five to one, here we go. Indeed, five to one. Those are bad odds, but we'll take them. <laughs> so my number five, starting it off hard, is going to be Mana Catch. It is a three-drop red enchantment. It costs one generic and double red. And it reads, at the end of each player's turn, put a charge counter on Mana Catch for each untapped land that player controls. Remove a charge counter from Mana Catch to add one mana during your to your mana pool. Any player may play this ability only during his or her end phase. Before the end Before phase. Before the end phase. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta remember my glasses. So pretty much, because yeah, that's totally different. I was like, that's not what I thought it did. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, you can use the mana before the end of your turn. Right. Um, so this is really good for a bunch of obvious reasons right there. Control players, blue, hate this yes. for obvious reasons. It makes it so that you kind of want to use as much mana as you can. However, the huge plus for this, this being in red, red is problems with mana. Green, black, blue, white, they can all get mana pretty easily, but red falls behind. It's true. This is a great way to get that boost. Yeah, it is. I really didn't know this card existed. I was totally shocked when I read this and I was like, wow, okay, that's actually pretty good. It works really well with Proliferate, as do all these cards that use counters. And there are some red ones. There are. But you wouldn't want that, though, because any of the, the mana um, charge counters that you have on there that you're not using, it goes to your opponent. I mean, you can be that guy to just flash out all the counters on right, there. Right, right. But again, depending on what another player has, they might need that boost, and you could give it to them. Yeah, outside of a handful of rituals, like Seething Song and that kind of thing, and maybe if some cards like Neheb the Eternal, you really don't see red ramp that often. No. And this kind of, like you said, Stu, promotes aggro strategies and punishes control strategies. It gives their opponents just massive card advantage when they just draw go without tapping any mana. It's gonna feel real bad if you're that person. I, I don't love that it gives you only colorless mana, but you know, whatever. It's pretty aggressively costly coming out on turn three, so this can kick the game into high gear pretty quickly, and I like that. Well, and also, if it does come out early, the people who are falling behind, they're the ones that are just gonna be adding to the pool. Other people who are using other stuff, they're going to be literally not giving anything. So this could be something mm. towards the end of the game. Like, all right, I need to keep this counter spell or I need this chaos warp because we are in red. Why not right. for that example? I'll give the person three mana. It makes it very unique. Like, would you waste a kill spell on this? Probably not. <laughs> not right away anyway. Yeah, yeah, like unless the counters are getting ridiculously high. And But again, you can do the ploy of just tapping your lands out and not giving any counters but you leave yourself vulnerable. So right. this is one of those things where you have to be very cognizant of what you're really doing to the spectrum of the field. Yeah, I always like cards in red that actually make you think because everybody kind of always assumes, well, red is about the attacking color and you don't really think when you're playing red. I disagree, and this is a very good example of why that's not always true. Yeah, red has a brain, it just doesn't always use it. And, <laughs> and this is a great example of when it does. Absolutely. Well, speaking of brains, from a card that kind of uses your brain to a card that attacks the brain, pretty much literally speaking in this uh, terms of this game, I've got my number five here called Mind Slash. 
This is another three mana enchantment, but in black this time, so one colorless and two black. Now, you can tap one black at any time, no other cost, sacrifice a creature, look at target opponent's hand, and choose a card from it. That player discards that card. Of course, you can only play this ability only any time you could play a sorcery. So honestly, I am surprised I don't see more of this card because I love it. This it's is so one good. of this is one of the better sacrifice to discard outlets out there. There are a bunch of cards that kind of do that. Like Sadistic Hypnotist is the one that I always think of because it's such a great bargain. It's a creature which has its own benefits. But sacrifice a creature, target player discards two cards. That's pretty solid. And I you like can that. empty out people's hands with that very quickly. You can't really empty out someone's hand that efficiently with this. Oh, However, you can. Well, possibly if it gets later in the game. But the thing that I love about this is the just enormous information advantage and card selection that this gives you. I mean, this is basically a better thought seize on a stick every single time you ever want to use it. I mean, only during your turn, but still, that's really good. All right, there is a huge up to this and there's a commander that can abuse this. Um, uh, yeah, it was the one I thought of. I know exactly what you're going to say. Oh, yeah? Who are you saying? Uh, Nath of the Guilt Leaf. That's who course. I thought of. I yeah. told you about it. <laughs> and, you know, Nath of the Guilt Leaf is a Golgari commander. Cost five. He's an elf. Mm. Uh, pretty much on your upkeep, you create a 1-1 elf token, right? But uh, whenever a player discards a card, you, you, get an a, elf. you get an elf. Right. All right. So right there, you play Nath. You can go ahead and play this. Provided yeah. you have enough mana, you make every opponent lose their hand. Exactly. You pay the one black, you sacrifice the token you already have, go ahead, they lose a card, you get another token, you continue the process. Now, the only thing that would make this super oppressive is if you can make it so that sorcery speed is not an issue anymore. Right, but there, there aren't a whole lot of ways to do that in terms of uh, actually affecting these cards, but it could be done. It can be, it could be done if you had that out, because then at that point you're making it so that they can't even draw a card. Right, and but, like I said, um, kind of looking back at the last video, we talked a little about cards like Telepathy and Wandering Eye that reveal hands. I think this is good for pretty much the exact same reason because of the huge information advantage it gives Great. you just from one use. But also, you can target and surgically remove the best cards from somebody's hand. That is an amazing, amazing ability to have. It really is. Oh, and also, the only thing that really is bad about it, and people are going to know this, is it is sorcery speed, so you can't have an out to your creature dying right. on your turn regardless. Now, if it just said you can only use this on your turn, sure, fine, it's the same thing, but it has instant speed interactions. You need a way to make it so that your turn is unaffected. Uh, Grand Abolisher is a great way to make it so no one can molest your plays uh, yeah. or anything mm -hmm. else like that. So there are ways to make this thing way better than it is, and there's commanders that can make this shine as well. Oh, absolutely. So I actually think this card even deserves a nod outside of kind of its niche-specific decks, just as a general good black card and commander. It's it's really good. Uh, Reanimated strategy, sure, I'll give you that. Or anything that makes lots of tokens, bam, in. You know, True. It's just, yeah, but but it's, it's so hard good. to beat some of those free sack outlets that are out there, like Viscera Seer, which can easily win games. So I can yeah. see where people would maybe rank this one lower, but I, I agree. I love this card. It is a great card. And I saw it, I was like, wow, yeah. I've never seen this. And it's, it was pretty solid. And I looked at the price, I was like, yeah, that reflects nobody knowing this card exists as well. So Yeah, but, I've always been looking for a home to play this in. If I had a Nask of the Guilt Leaf deck, it would obviously go in there, but... 
Not right now, I don't. Maybe at some point. <laughs> this is just, like I said, though, it's just a good card. It, it really, really is. is. Um, all right, so moving away from black and into a colorless card, mm. my number four is going to be going to an artifact called Kill Switch, mm. and it's not the band. Uh, it costs three generic, and for two generic, you can tap it. And it reads, tap all other artifacts. They do not untap during their controller's untap step as long as Kill Switch remains tapped. Now, this is missing a key element where most of these cards have a way to keep themselves tapped. They don't have to be untapped. However, it's not a huge minus. And the reason being is still, they're all going to be tapped when it comes around to your turn. They only untap on their opponent. It's untapped. Precisely. Tap. So as long as you just keep tapping it during your turn, it really doesn't matter. Exactly. So, and if anything, if they play more stuff, yeah, that might be untapped at the moment. But you can certainly tap it when it comes to your turn. As long as it doesn't have haste. As long as it's not like, I don't know, like Nev's Disc even, you wouldn't be able to get that off. Yeah, I... I don't like this card, and I, it's not because it's not good, <laughs> but it's because I have very, very painful memories of this card um, when somebody I know was playing Arkham Dagson and managed to get a Mycosynth Lattice out there making everything an artifact, then played Kill Switch and proceeded to just let nobody do anything through the entire rest yep. of the game. That was traumatic. Yeah, that's uh, that's control at its finest, or ugh, some would say I worse. I hate Arkham, so I, I just... Ugh. I really, really don't like this but card Batman because loves of that Arkham. Alone. He puts all the crazies in there. It works out, you know? So you gotta go for <laughs> the... True. You're the Bruce Wayne, I'll be the Batman. Couldn't it's be fine. much more oppressive than this. I mean, ugh. It's a great weapon against artifact decks. It really is. But unless, aside from that, unless you have some kind of dumb combo with something like Mycosynth Lattice... I don't really see this being widely useful. Well, all right, so one thing you could also use, and again, if you're already worried about artifacts mattering, you would probably use Steel Coat. Yeah. Or not Steel Coat, what is well, it called? Liquid Metal Coat. Liquid Metal Coat. I'm thinking Pokemon for Steel yeah. Coat. Uh, but legit, you can go ahead and make something an artifact and tap it down, and by you doing that, probably you're already having some sort of synergy, like uh, a Sidri deck. Right. In which you want stuff to be artifacts, you can go ahead and make it so that you're tapping them down. Although it would be kind of niche. I don't know, but it, this definitely has a home in Magic. If you're not using artifacts, you can punish everyone who is. Nothing stings worse than having a Sol Ring you can't use. Absolutely. So, I, I don't know. I mean, like I, I think this card very much depends on the groups of people you're playing with. If you have a lot of people to play, a lot of artifacts, then sure. Maybe you want to well, put this in Well, a lot of decks deck. I'd say typically run, will be on the lands, artifacts. That is the staple to make it so that they can go ahead and get their curve, they get their speed, whatever they're missing from their color pie. We can get it from artifacts typically. So, again, depends on how much they're using. I agree. Mormir Vig is just creature-oriented. There's yeah. barely any artifacts <laughs> in that deck. But a Send Triplets deck, or like you said, Arkham. Possibly. Totally. Yeah. 100%. Well, kind of staying in that uh, blue sort of vein like we were talking about just then, I'm going to go to my number four now, which, again, this is actually considering something outside the context of Commander that I just kind of like. Number four for my list is Accumulated Knowledge. Now, this is a blue instant that costs two to play, one colorless and one blue. Draw a card, then draw cards equal to the number of Accumulated Knowledge cards in all graveyards. Now, the reason I know this card exists and the reason I wanted it to make this list is because back when I first started playing Magic and I didn't really care about, you know, whether something was standard legal or modern legal or command or anything like that, and I just played 60-card decks, one of my favorite decks to play was a red-blue spell slinger sort of deck. Well, you still love those I, decks. Oh, I definitely do, but this was, you know, this was a, a, a deck where you could have, you know, more than one copy of a card. 
and I discovered this card and automatically jammed four of it into the deck because it is just so awesome. Because, think about it, like, two mana, at instant speed even, is pretty good, but two mana draw a card, not great. That's not really all that great. I was gonna say, great. your math for drawing cards, this, this does not make the cut for Commander. But, oh, definitely not. Well, you couldn't anyway, because it takes more accumulated knowledges. Well, so. I mean, you could inherently do it uh, if you're using a flashback or something like that. If you use something to make it, this is in the grave. If you cast it from the grave, perhaps that would be two. But yeah, but think about it. The second one, you draw two cards for two mana. That's pretty good, especially at instant speed. I'll take that. Yeah. And then once you get up past that, it just starts getting ridiculous. I mean, imagine casting this for two mana and drawing four cards. That's just crazy good. Like, amazing. So, anyway, it was just a really good inclusion in there. Like I said, kind of bad in Commander because you would need to play more than one copy for it to be really effective. But this is just a casual around-the-kitchen-table kind of card where nobody cares and every anything goes. If you're a blue player, you want to consider putting this in your deck. Would you pay 8 mana for 10 cards? I've... It depends. Because that's what it this depends. is. It's 8 mana for 10 cards if you get all 4. Yeah, but still, I mean, that, that kind of power over the course of the game. And what you're not considering is maybe you don't play all of these. Maybe you play Faithless Looting, discard a couple of them, then play the third one, just two mana for three cards straight up. Think about that. All right, yes. Yeah. Again, outside of Commander, I mean. I'll say formidable, I'll, but that's a mechanic. Maybe it isn't formidable. It's just the value on these cards. There's several of these cards in nemesis and some other blocks kind of introduced it too where they you know get better the more of them you have in the graveyard yeah. i think this is probably one of the best examples there is because just for pure card advantage value you really can't beat this i like the idea for how it shows those cards exist in magic and i can see your point for it drawing cards would be probably the better thing out of all the other effects to go for yeah, i mean yeah there's like pump spells there's damage ones which actually aren't all that good as it turns out but this yeah Sign me up for this one. I'll, 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 I won't, but I'll, I hopefully I can sign you up for this next one because I know you're going to love it. All right. Uh, so my number three is going to an enchantment that uh, is pretty something noteworthy. It's mm -hmm. called, oh, Jesus, how do you say that word? <laughs> Fanatical. Fanatical Devotion. Yeah. <laughs> it's an enchantment that costs three mana, double generic, and a white. And it reads, sacrifice a creature. And if you do, regenerate target creature. This is a free sack outlet in white, and pretty much it's like Martyrdom. I'm going to sacrifice this so this lives. So you have a token strategy, token chumps blocks for something else. And that's yep. pretty much like a very simple, clean-cut strategy. But it can shine with so many things. And as we see in black, sack outlets are very strong. Free sack outlets have so many ways of abusing cards, it breaks the game sometimes. Well, yeah, and especially in a case like this, where sometimes with free sack outlets you don't actually want to do it an infinite number of times. But with this, it really doesn't matter. You can regenerate something over and over and over again, and it, and it doesn't matter. It really doesn't. And this especially works well. When I saw this, I was like, I know exactly where this yes, is going. Yes, you did. Um, into my Tishar Ancestors Apostle deck. This card is yet another one that enables free sack outlet combos with Tishar. And anyone who knows this card very well knows how this thing works and you need those to, in order to guarantee that you can combo out and win the game. So this not it's only does it allow it. you to do it, but it can protect your key creatures like Tishar by doing so, which is actually kind of cool. Well, yeah, which is one of the things that that deck was kind of weak upon. Oh yeah. Yeah. But, uh, cause you, yeah, you'd have something like, uh, 
bodyguard or honor guard or something mm -hmm. like that. This is something way better considering it's also an enchantment Absolutely. and it works like that. And I gotta say I take props for this one because now I've shown you two cards to add into that deck. First one was Matter Reshaper, which is mm. one that we both overlooked until recently, yeah. and then this one. So, I, I mean, I might as well just play your Tashara deck at this point. <laughs> I feel like I, I've created half of it. It's my little baby as well. Well, and you normally see uh, an effect like this maybe in black. I could totally see this just being a black card, but it's a great addition to White's arsenal, being able to save creatures from board wipes, save creatures from removal spells, and with a free kind of sack outlet to enable silly combos. Yeah, That's pretty cool. And this is why the instant speed matters. Like on the black card that we mentioned before, it, it, it makes a huge difference on instant speed to sorcery speed. So newer players, you kind of want to lean more towards that kind of side of it. Mm -hmm. But also, so this is great because it can protect a lot of stuff. Combat damage, your stuff will live. Targeted removal. The only thing it'll be weak against are two types. Exiling and board wipes that make it so you can't regenerate. Wrath of God right. and old school magic cards like that as well. Uh, Damnation as Route, well. Route, yeah. Routes. Yeah. So it is very good for the newer games that come out because no real cards are able to stop regeneration as effectively as the older yeah, ones. Yeah, it's pretty annoying actually when it comes up. <laughs> it bothers me still. And this is recurable with Sun Titan. That's, uh, yes, it is. Which is, if it was four mana, you'd be like, oh, just one little bit. This might not make yeah. the cut. It's three very at the curve that you want it to be. Absolutely. So, yeah, great find, Stu. All around great card here. I love it. Thank you, Kyle. I want to see more of it. So, speaking of which, we'll go on to my number three here, which is also a white card and also an enchantment. So, this is number three on my list, Seal of Cleansing. Now, this is a two-mana card. It's one colorless and one white. And it's very simple enchantment in that you sacrifice it to get an effect. In this case, destroy target artifact or enchantment. Now, perhaps this is not as good as something like a Reclamation Sage or something like that, where a body comes with this kind of effect. However, and I could also see you arguing that maybe this isn't as good as even something like a Disenchant, because Disenchant it's actually... You can can be played at you know it can be played at instant speed sure but it has to be stopped by a counter spell or something like that this just kind of sits out in the field and can be removed. However, this sacrifice ability is at instant speed, which kind of gets around most forms of removal you could worry about. But personally, like I like spell type effects on creatures, I like even more spell type effects on enchantments because enchantments in the right places are really really easy to get back. And you can choose to use them whenever you want. All right, well, I'm going to stop you there. You are right about that. And the fact that this doesn't have a mana cost is really good for this card. Because we see this on a whole bunch of, like, like the spell bombs. Those aren't enchantments. Yep. But those had the cost to make it so that they need mana for it. So this can just sit out and then just be a threat. People will be like, well, there it goes. Great or good. I'm not going to cast that. Or Marari's Wake or any of this other yep. nonsense that's out there. And Enchantress decks love this. You see this all across the board for those. Oh, yeah. And... Yeah, this is the OG set for it, right? Yeah, I think so. There was an originally, there was a green one that was printed. It is basically same thing, but color shifted into green. But yes, this was the original one. Yeah, yeah. this is, yeah, this is a card to talk about for our only chance to talk about it for being OG. Yeah, and there, there was a whole cycle of seals in Nemesis. And I like the seal enchantments because it kind of lets you use these spell-like effects whenever you want to while also gaining a permanent on the battlefield, which can be very relevant at certain times. I agree. Totally Nix agree. those Shrine to Nyx, get your devotion up there. I like it. I really and, do. And that's the case that you would want to have an enchantment over a disenchant or something yeah. like that. So, I mean, they all are known. Everyone knows these kind of cards because 
you need to know the versatility in them. They, it's recurrable effects in different forms, and some forms are more beneficial to different decks, which is pretty much the theme we said about a handful of cards so yeah. far. But great card. I've seen it across Magic. I wouldn't say it's a hidden gem, but it's definitely a gem nonetheless oh, in this set. Oh, sure, yeah. And, I mean, that's all I really have to say about it. Yeah, it's also recurrable just, to Sun yeah. Titan, like we said before. Exactly, yeah, which is, is just so good. So good. Um, so moving on to mine, Kyle, I'm going to take it back to Blue Forest into your wheelhouse. All right. My number two is going to a card called Stronghold Biologist. It is a creature that costs three mana, two generic, and a blue for a 1-1 one, one spell shaper. And it has the effect for double blue. Tap and discard a card if you uh, from your hand. If you do, counter target creature spell. So this is a built-in... Mm -hmm. Literal budget option to Glenelandra, more or less. Yeah, no, except but kind of the opposite. Yeah. So th those two together, they can complete the circle. Glenelandra mm -hmm. can stop everything else that's an instant sorcery, planeswalker, etc. This guy can now take care of the creatures. Very good, very strong, recurrable. It needs a turn to get online to get rid of the summoning sickness. However, how hard is it to leave the two mana up? It, it removes the problems of having to find an Isochron Scepter to keep using the counterspell over and over again. I, right. I can't think of the name of the counterspell for this one. Well, in order to counter creature spells only, there's a couple of them. Essence Scatter and Remove Soul but are for the two ones mana? that come to my mind. Yeah, they're for two mana, oh, but they take a colorless and a blue, not double blue. So this, what this does is basically once per turn, maybe more, turns uh, one of the cards in your hand into a bad Remove Soul. I mean... That's actually not that bad. No. Really. It really Especially isn't. sometimes put the discard isn't a minus, so you can get all the pros from that. You have a wander in your hand, drop it, all your creatures now have fun. Exactly. I love spell shaper stuff. creatures because the discard from the hand is usually so relevant that it's where not you a play minus. them, it, it, yeah, exactly. It really is not a minus. They're so good for that. And yeah, it, it's just a card. I've never seen it. It definitely can scare the crap out of your opponents. And any card that can do that for two mana or three mana and perpetually just keep two open, like even if you have a regular counter spell, and they're like, all right, well I have a you know something else, I'll cast this. He's not going to counter it. Oh well, actually I have a real counter spell this time. You're going to be right. playing mind games to them because anytime I always see two blue mana sitting, I have to be wary because Kyle's countered <laughs> all my stuff before. It happens. Green versus blue. What <laughs> always happens? I'm upset. He's happy. <laughs> But this is interesting. Yeah, I I don't love the the value of it necessarily for being better than other things, but still, continuous, I like the fact though. that it's a creature and that it is yeah, continuous exactly. Yeah. So something like the legendary Urtai that can just counter things for mana. So good. This reminds me of something like that. Not quite as strong, but still, this is a low drop card. Yeah, so lower lower cast than that. Yeah. Urtai is on the reserve list too. Yeah. So being able to have a card like this that will be around for a while, decent. Yeah, no, very nice, very nice. Um, and I'm actually going to go back to blue once again for my next card. And speaking of countering things, this is probably one of the best in the game, in my opinion. Number two for me is Days. It is, as I said, an instant. Blue costs one colorless and one blue to play. You may return an island you control to its owner's hand instead of paying Days' mana cost. Counter target spell unless its controller pays one. Now, if you look at this right off the bat it's kind of an overpriced force spike which i wouldn't play a force spike in commander i wouldn't play a force spike most anywhere because i hate conditional counter spells i like my counter spells unconditional and this condition that oh they can get around it if they just pay one more mana 
it seems like this is a bad card at first glance, but then when you think about it, it's actually not because this is a free counter spell, or at least if you're playing it right, it should always be a free counter spell. And the fact that it is one makes this playable up and down all the extended formats it can possibly see play. And it seems strange. Same way like Force of Will is. Exactly. This is probably, in terms of the entire game overall, only second best to Force of Will. Well, don't get ahead of yourself. No, there. but like it totally is. Because it do totally you see, is not. Do you see things like Disallow being played in Legacy? No, you don't. You see this. All right, because are we talking Legacy free. or Commander? Because that's two separate oh, games well, right Oh, well, I absolutely would never play this in Commander because it's way too easy to See, get See, I would. Now, the reason why I would is because people play Swan Song, right? Yeah. Okay. But that's a hard counter, so that's the difference. Right, but no one's going to see this one coming. Well, maybe not, but you have you would have to play it when they're entirely tapped out, which only really happens in the early game. Might right. be good in the early game, bad in the mid to late game very very bad but also like we see with the um what are those enchantments when they're in your opening hand as soon as you start the game they come into play for free you could argue that those are only good in your opening hand but they can still be serviceable down the road this is a little bit more niche and i 100 percent agree with you with that i mean if you isochron scepter this but you can always say that for any two drops but right. I, I i'm willing to overlook that argument i like it because it's sneaky and it's a blue card that's always sneaky. Counterspells are always sneaky. But it's sneakier than the sneaky right yeah. there. So it's a little snake sneaking around, slithering. It's not bad. I, I would say it's, it's jank. It, it is jank, but it's fun. No one's going to see it coming. If you're trying to use all the counterspells you can, this is one that I'd say you might as well also throw in. Like this or a mana leak. What would you choose? Well, I certainly, like I said, wouldn't play this in Commander. I probably wouldn't really play this overall because I like my counters unconditional. But all Why'd I'm saying is, it? Force of Will in this, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. You, you know, it's like saying my favorite meal is steak and jelly beans. <laughs> that They are not the same thing back to back like that. Or it's like I love lamb and tuna fish in the same hoagie. But it's basically the same thing. It is. It's not. It's not. Once, like you said, a, a hard counter. You're, you're about the cheating. All right. The cheating of mana costs, yes. Yes. You just need an island. Yeah. Pretty easy to do. Especially, and you would use this in mono blue. Baral probably would like this as well. Yeah, probably. But at that point, you might as well just pay the one mana. Hmm. Well, maybe not. You never know. Just saying. But uh, I'll agree to disagree with you on it. But uh, it's all right. It's I, great. Again, I, I, it's great. Yeah, it's, it's different. I'll give you that. But <laughs> moving on to the number one. And this one, Kyle, I think you're going to be 100% on board. There is nothing to dispute on this card. My number one is going to a card called Harvest Mage. Hmm. Now, this is a green creature that costs one green for a spell shape around a theme with this, with a 1-1 one, one body, and it has the effect for a green and tapping it, discard a card from your hand. Until the end of the turn, if you tap a land for mana, it produces one mana of any color instead of what it would normally produce and amount. So, this is a very low-costed, easy thing to bring out that can totally adjust your mana where you see fit. Yeah, wow. It's... Where we see in Commander the stuff to adjust mana, they are huge cards that we see across the board, and the price tag reflects it. Chromatic Lantern, Prismatic mm. Omen, and the list goes on and on. This comes out sooner than those, without any ifs, ands, or buts, as long as you have a forest or some sort of dual land on that. Right. For one mana, you discard something. Okay, we're in green. 
dredge, anything else like that that goes with green. Yeah, usually not a downside. You fix your mana. I what's the minus on this car? I'm waiting to hear. Well, I don't love the fact that you know. I mean, look, it couldn't be possible because it'd be really, really good if it was. But it doesn't make your lands like make more mana than they normally would. It just changes the color. But still. If you're not really in the market for something like an artifact to fix your lands, or if you want a discard outlet, this is actually a pretty good option. Like, I wouldn't necessarily rank this as one of my favorite cards of the set, but I can respect why you would put this at number one, Thank because you. that is... This is very, this is very cool. I actually, I, I own this card and I totally forgot it existed even still. <laughs> but yeah, it's very, it's very interesting. Well, also, one of the things I like about it, usually whenever you play stuff like a Chromatic Lantern, or Prismatic Omen, or Lotus Cobra, or whatever, that takes your whole mana for the turn. Yeah. You can play this turn one and then turn you two, use the effect. Dump something to the grave to give you even better strategies. Right. So even if you don't need the mana adjust, or if you do need the mana adjust, it turns all your colorless lands into five color mana yeah and i mean i've been thinking about trying to play a joda deck for forever and this actually might be worth including is, this is be. definitely not you could use it for a two color deck might be a little chancy but yeah. three and higher staple as much as i would say chromatic lantern again it just doesn't have haste you got to give it some speed and it does cost one mana to use it chromatic lantern is free at plus one which is actually why it's so good but or prismatic omen for example that doesn't net you any mana yeah. but it just adjusts it but not every card can be a prismatic omen or a chromatic lantern this is a pretty good backup option if you ask me it reminds me of a joiner adept the elf that kind of just automatically fixes all your mana for as long as it's in play i'm not sure if which one is better but this one, having the discard tacked on, can be might better. be better in some circumstances. Yeah, it, can, it could be better. And, and that's why I love it. It's just, it's unique. It's so unique in what it does. I would say this isn't jank. This could be an engine to help you turn on. Like, we see cards like Survival of the Fittest. $60 mm. enchantments to go ahead and speed through your deck to get creatures out yeah. or dump them to the grave. This can be a part of that with a part of something to fix mana. It just, it's like the Swiss Army Knife of Green. However, I would note that after a second reading of the card, it does not give lands like Glacial Chasm or Maze of Ith that don't tap for mana the ability to tap for mana, unfortunately. But typically, if those kind of, well, are excluding Glacial Chasm, but like Maze of Ith, you would typically want to leave open for just the protection anyways. Right, but it would be a nice uh, addition to have. Uh, unfortunately, it doesn't do that, but I mean, whatever. if you have an Urborg out on the field as well, it makes everything now accessible to tapping, so you can circumnavigate that yeah. or anything else that can make it so the stuff can Yeah, this tap. is actually a really nice way to beat something like a Blood Moon or a uh, contamination exactly provided you have uh, a rock or something that can make or, mana or a basic if you have one basic green you can now right. again get around all of that and again usually the only red player on the table is sitting pretty you've now just beat that chromatic lantern does not prismatic omen does not right this can yeah interesting i like it still it's a good you. it's a good number one choice thank you I'm going to go a little bit more conventional with my number one that's, choice. Mine was conventional. <laughs> no, I, well, no, that, that's outside the box. I think this is more boring, but still. I had to get my commander pick for the set in. So my number one in that spirit is Lin Sivi, Defiant Hero. Now, this is, I love obscure tribal things, so, yes, you for do. example, you here we go. <laughs> this is a 1-3 for 3 mana. One colorless, two white for a rebel legend. I'm not sure what those change types might be, but she's definitely a rebel. Human, maybe? That's Perhaps. usually what they go down Perhaps, to. Perhaps, yeah. 
So she has two abilities. You can tap X to tap her to search your deck for a rebel card with converted mana cost X or less and put that card into play, then shuffle your deck. Or you can just tap three mana without a tap ability, put target rebel card from your graveyard on the bottom of your deck. This is a very, very interesting commander option, and we kind of see these reoccurring themes of rebels and mercenaries in Nemesis yep. and... In the sets in the same block, like a Mercadian Mass was right before this, for example, we see that kind of thing where you have these certain creature types that can like chain summon each other out of the deck for increasing amounts, which mostly aren't really that great because they're just vanilla creatures other than that. So in the grand scope of Commander, when you want to be doing much more powerful things, who really cares? Yeah, they're but, like Russian nesting dolls uh, on one another. Yeah, which you could be doing better things with your time, but this is cool because it opens up a lot of other avenues for play. The commander possibilities are interesting, not just necessarily from a tribal standpoint, but for, you know, as I always kind of say, let's think about changelings. Let's think about Fair. tribal instants and sorceries, for example. There is even a rebel aura that was printed in Future Sight. It's basically a pacifism, but it's a tribal rebel Aura. So you would totally work in this Exactly, yeah. exactly. So you can do some pretty cool things with this, but the real icing on the cake here is that second ability. So if one of your rebels dies or goes to the graveyard or what have agree. you, like a crib swap, for example, even, if it's in the graveyard and you're like, okay, well, I'm not searching for that again, yes, you are. All you have to do is pay three mana for it, and you've got it right back in your arsenal. I love that. I do, too. The only thing that's kind of the downside for it is that the tutoring effect can only be done once per turn, provided you have an untap engine. Right. So, where uh, Sliver Overlord is probably, I think, the pretty much tribal commander that does this the one better. Uh, yeah, Just definitely. for the being able to flat out tutor continuously over and over again. This one has to go through a few more hoops, but I do like this card. Honestly, this reads more of a black card to me than a white card, especially mm. for the bringing back from the grave, like you said. Very good because you don't lose your key combat pieces. If you lost something like um, Mirror Entity is the win con for a lot of white exactly. games. Exactly. Yeah. So being able to bring it back out if it died or like you ready to go to combat, they destroy it. Bring it back out. You might not be able to pump as much mana into it. You'll be six less. But still, it's out right. there for you to use. And outside of that, there are just some good uh, creatures in Magic that are circumstantially rebel-type and are still pretty good. I don't so know any off the top make, of my head. Um, not me neither, but I know there are a couple. You can make a pretty decent commander deck out of this, I think. It'd be an interesting take for mono More white. unique. Uh, it mm. might not be top tier, but you probably do have some interesting plays and it would be against the meta, and I, I'm all for those decks. I'd love to see a build. And actually, if anyone actually has a deck for this, I'd say link it down in the comments below. I would love to check it out and uh, maybe give a critique or two. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's necessarily competitive, although I could be wrong, but it would be fun. Yeah. That's for sure. And I love fun decks, and like I said, off-the-grid metas. Definitely. So that is our final card for Hidden Gems. And that is going to conclude our pool time for today. And if you liked what we were talking about or you disagree with either Kyle or myself, let me know and let Kyle know in the comments down below or where else, Kyle? Indeed, you can reach out to us on social media through our Reddit, Twitter, and Facebook pages, all at the handle MTG the Card Pool. And of course, stay tuned for next week where we'll be discussing the top money cards of Nemesis this time. Yep. And until then, I'm Stu Galetta. And I'm Kyle Robertson. And we'll, and we'll see, see you next time at the Card Pool. Pool.